Welcome to Kava and Kettlebells, where we talk about kava, fitness, and life. Let's get kava fine. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to the podcast. This is Charles. Hey, guys, this is Heidi. Thank you so much for tuning back in. If you haven't already, please rate and review us on whatever platform you listen to. Follow us. Follow us on Instagram at kava underscore kettlebells. Share with your friends and family and really help us get this message out. All right, so on today's episode, we will be talking to Dalton from 13 Barrels Kava Lounge. So, Dalton, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, guys. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on, Dalton. So we're stoked, man. You um you own a pretty new kava bar. So we just kind of want to dive into sort of, you know, obviously your background, you know, where you're from, where you grew up, how you got into kava. And then um, obviously we're going to talk about, you know, 13 barrels. So uh, if you don't mind, dude, just give us some, some of your background. Yeah, I just want to say uh, thank you guys for having me on. And I love what you guys do. Um, you guys really educate the people that, don't know about kava and i also see you guys bringing light to a lot of products that i've never even heard about um so that's huge i just want to say thank you for that yeah, yeah of course thank man. you we appreciate, appreciate the support it. so i am the owner of 13 barrels um as you mentioned i'm dalton um, i opened up the business back in september of this year um just it was kind of on a journey for a little bit kind of figuring out what to do, how to do it. Um, so I've been on it for about a year and a half and then finally opened up doors September 20th. So it's been a while going at it, but it definitely paid off and uh, glad I got those doors open. Yeah, and that's I exciting. signed the lease uh, April of this year. So it was cool to build as quickly as I could and kind of get a quick opening. Well, so let's go back to your background a little bit. So are you from, because 13 Barrels is in Sanibel, Florida, correct? Uh, so it's outside of Sanibel by like two miles. Um, so it's right before you hit the Sanibel Bridge. Uh, but I grew up in Southwest Florida. I was born in Cape Coral. Uh, so it's about 30 minutes north of Fort Myers in the bar. Cool. Okay. Uh, All right. So being that kava is really big in Florida, did you grow up like knowing about kava or tell us how you got introduced to kava? So I think the first kava bar I ever went to, I was like 17. Um, all my friends were drinking it. I thought it was kind of silly, like dirt water. Yeah. Never understood like <laughs> the benefits, you know, being a, a younger teen. Um, so I, I never understood it really. And you know, for some of the drink prices, you're like, whoa, like, this is dirt water. <laughs> uh, and then I was working at the hospital throughout like 19 to 22 um, or 21. And I just saw like all of the things that, you know, alcohol and drugs were doing to people. Uh, I was going to be a nurse. I was doing my prereqs. Uh, and just my buddies were out drinking all the time. And even for myself, I was partying a lot. Uh, COVID hit and just kind of was going on the spiral path of, you know, Monday night going out, Wednesday night, Friday. It was just getting to be too much. Um, and I got into a little altercation in Orlando and realized, like, man, I'm, I'm done drinking. Like, you know, you go out, it sets you up for so many liabilities. Um, 
and then the next day is ruined because you know you're laying in bed like hating your life so yeah i uh kind of mentioned to a friend like hey let's go check out a kava bar um this was a little bit towards the end of covid i was working on the COVID unit at the hospital and i just fell in love with kava like the community that it brings in the type of people uh it's it's different like it's the craziest thing i've ever seen the networking just the friendships and the relationships that you bring in it's it's awesome dude that's cool man um i do want to hit on a few things that you had mentioned so you mentioned you went to your first college bar at 17 so that's pretty young so that's like kind of like high school time frame right yeah i believe i was like going into my senior year Okay. Do you do you remember which Kava bar uh, that was your first that you went to? I honestly don't. Um, I for I typically have a pretty strong memory, but it <laughs> no worries, man. was just like a night out and uh, a couple of friends that I didn't really hang out with on the typical day. Uh, they were inviting me, and I was like, "Yeah." I stopped in for maybe like ten minutes. Gotcha. Um, so it was like a. It's kind of just like a quick in and out thing. I love that. Yeah. I love that you were in high school, though. Like, were the friends you went with, were they also in high school or were they in college? No, they were uh, same same age. Because um, that's they, what we're, we're always really interested to see if that younger crowd, like, if they would be open to it. So was that kind of common for, um, like, your high school? Uh, not really. Surprisingly, like, uh, you know, high school even though underage, like everyone's still yeah, just, right. just drinking. Um, yeah. <laughs> but the group of friends that invited me, like I said, I, I didn't really hang out with them, but um, that was their thing. Like they were really deep in the community and they would always talk about it. And, you know, from an outsider, you're like, you guys drink dirt water. Yeah. <laughs> like that is insane. Like this is your Friday night. Um, it's yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a, at first for a lot of people, man. It's like very off-putting until uh, you get like you know accustomed to it. But so I'm I'm curious too, man. Um, are so are you still a nurse or was that? I mean, once you opened the bar, are you kind of done with that piece of your life? Or yeah, so I jumped around a little bit. My um, my brother's an ICU nurse, and you know we would sit down when I graduated high school. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And that's the biggest thing. It's, you know, you're kind of lost. And uh, college was never really a thought. So I did construction. And then I was like, all right, like I need to find a career now. I can't do construction for my whole life. Uh, so I kind of hopped into doing the prereqs of nursing and then ran into a couple of people that were paramedics. And they're like, oh, man, it's a road. So I went to EMT school, graduated. Uh, and then I was like, oh, I'm going to go be a fire medic, jumped into fire school and realized like, man, there's a lot more schooling that goes into this than people talk yep. about. Yep. Sure. Uh, so it's like, I think an additional six years, you know, as you're working, but I'm not really big on school. Uh, and so I just realized like, I need to figure something out. Uh, and I always wanted to own a coffee shop. I worked at one when I was younger and it was like a, an outside dream kind of never thought it would come to reality. But, and then I got into the Kava community towards the end of uh, 2020 and that really spiked an in interest. So that's cool, man. So you also mentioned that during COVID you were 
uh, you know, going out a lot, like to like, you know, drink into the bars and whatnot. And, you know, ultimately that kind of like, um, sound like the, that incident that kind of turned you off from it. Do you find that, you know, going to the Kava community, like did a lot of your friends that you would go out drinking with and stuff, like, did they, you know, come with you to Kava or did you kind of like, you know, break into like a new friend group? Um, yeah, a little bit of both. It's, it's pretty funny. Like, I would bring some of the guys that, you know, we'd go out partying and they thought it was crazy. They were like, oh, it's placebo. Like, there's nothing to do with it. And then they would try it and they're like, wow, I really like this stuff. Like, you know, the biggest thing is for myself, a reason why I really stopped drinking was a lot of my friends were getting DUIs or getting arrested, yep. like battery. Uh, and it just, it's not a path that I wanted to take. Like, you know, you can bounce back from it, but I think being younger, you want to stay away from anything that's going to take you off a, a path that you're heading, you know, for your career and your future. So, yeah, I love what you mentioned too before how you said um, drinking alcohol sets you up for so many liabilities. And you worded that perfectly because I don't think anyone goes and drinks and says, you know, I'm going to get wasted tonight and I'm going to get arrested. Like, no one, that's yeah. not the plan, but it happens and it happens all the time. And I feel like, you know, when you drink alcohol, you're just not in a place to even really make those decisions and and know if your decisions are good or not and so that's why those things end up happening um so i do i love that kava provides that opportunity to you know have that social lubrication and hang out and it does not you know set the foundation for those constant liabilities that you talked about um, of course i'm not happy that you got into a bad situation but um, it is kind of a blessing in the sense that it did open your eyes to these other alternatives. When did you know that, like, you wanted to open up the Kava Bar? When were you like, this is going to happen, let's do it? Uh, it kind of started out as a joke with, you know, all my friendships or relationships at uh, the Kava Bars. We'd always be like, oh, we need to open up our own. Um, being 23, I never thought that, you know, it would be possible. Um, so it was kind of like the coffee shop idea, you know, it was a dream and uh, it was like, how is this going to happen? And it didn't really, it didn't seem like I was going to break a path, you know, trying to start it anytime soon. Um, and then for a couple of months, you know, beginning of spring of last year, I just sat down and like started researching like crazy. I think I spent like four months on, you know, my business plan and everything just, trying to really start like a vision board almost um and just seeing like how this could come to reality now how was your um like was your family the kind of support system like your friends like what was everyone kind of telling you as you actually started putting like pen to paper were people supportive of it uh not really (laughs) (laughs) uh it was i mean i started a clothing line when i was like 19 um and I dealt with the same thing on that, you know, a lot of the older people, when it's something that they've never been in, like in those shoes, they're like, Oh, that's crazy. Like, you know, go get a degree and, you know, have a financially or be financially set, you know, have a, a nine to five. And, um, I think any time that a young entrepreneur tries to step out of that realm, like do something different, um, a lot of people, aren't educated on it and especially kava they're like tea like you're gonna start a tea lounge like 
what is that? <laughs> yeah, so, no, man, I can. I, um, I think that I do think that's a good thing to hit on, man, because I it, it is tough, like especially with entrepreneurship and starting something that's a little bit different, you know, especially something like Kava, you know, Kratom, or even like you know the clothing line, you know, like society kind of tells you to to do what's comfortable or like what's you know um, standard. Right. So yeah. I think, I think you got to just got to kind of push, push through that pushback, you know, um, which sounds like you did. So once, I mean, once you got like pretty serious though, and like you actually started developing plans and looking at spots and potential leases and all that, then did people start kind of being like, all right, like this dude's like, you know, being legit about this. <laughs> um, still like, the answer would be no. It was really, man. It was crazy. So yeah. I did all the work in the bar myself. I had one other uh, person help me, and he taught me everything. Um, his name is Brian Alexander. He like did amazing with helping me, teaching me like all the skills from doing construction, like remodel. Um, he was the biggest supporter out of everyone. Like until the day that I opened up, that's when they like came to my side and they were like hey like you did amazing this is awesome um but I kind of kept everything to myself like I would pitch out like oh yeah you know I just got my sign done and this and that and um just to see what you know their response would be and it was just you know kind of shrug the shoulders um but the day I opened everyone was like wow man you did it like that's awesome yeah, I mean, I, I really have to commend you. I think that is huge, and especially not having that support and, you know, having those naysayers. Um, we kind of get, we don't get frustrated, but even, like, this podcast and, you know, people people who we th- thought maybe would support us with that, they don't. And they just think that we're just silly and just, like, you know, oh, we're just bored. Um, and so I really, I really think that's amazing, and I really encourage our listeners to take lead from that example of, you know, you had a goal and you pushed for it and you worked for it and you made it happen. And I know that can be frustrating when, of course, everyone comes to support you on opening day. Um, but I can, I bet that might've been frustrating that they weren't there along the way, but I really, again, commend you for, you know, just pushing through and making that happen. That's huge. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. And the biggest thing is I think people, if they don't have a sense of, you know, it's whatever they're doing on their free time. If they see someone doing something out of the realm, like I mentioned, it's just they're kind of shocked. And the only thing, if they don't know anything about it or what type of uh, time and all the things that you guys put into the podcast, it's just they don't have anything positive to say. Um, but I think it adds fuel to the fire, like in the nicest way, like it kind of pushes you more to to kind of reflect on the negative people and you're just like wow i did this like you know for you guys like this podcast went great like uh even the people that reach out to you guys like oh i had the product that you guys brought out like you know you uh promoted on instagram like i think that's huge even the little things yeah no man and there's a there's a quote i always like to use like um because, you know, there's something to be said about putting it back in people's faces, but ultimately, <laughs> well, to, to an extent, you know, but like, you know, success is the best revenge. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, that's, so, so let's talk about, so like, you know, ultimately you did become successful, right? Because you got the opening day, 
opened up and you said September 20th was the grand opening? Yes. All right, so cool. So you guys have been, so it's been really uh, just over a month now operating, correct? Yes. All right, so how's that been, man? Like, what's been the good? What's been the bad? What's been the unexpected? Just kind of give us, like, you know, <laughs> a bird's eye view down to some of the details. Yeah, the, the good and the great would be just seeing everyone coming in and the smiles on their faces, like, with having the products, um, bringing something towards Sanibel after the hurricane. Uh, you know, we were hit really bad by Ian uh, September of last year. That's right. So the, the good stuff is, you know, bringing – light to the islands in Fort Myers beach and given a lot of the people that stay out there, you know, year round a place to socialize without, you know, going to a bar because there's tons of those on the islands and the beaches. So, um, that's, that's the good stuff that I find light in. Um, the bad stuff would be as much as I've been working, (laughs) um, that would, the labor that has gone into it within the last month has been, very crazy, but all learning lessons. Um, but it was a lot of hours put in and just still like learning the ropes, I guess. Um, I've never really done like business business. So, you know, working with CPAs and, uh, doing all the permits and everything, uh, dealing with agriculture, those are all things that I'm still learning and it's not bad, but, um, it's a yeah, lot, there's nothing I really, imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah just a lot there's of nothing stuff. terrible that I've seen so far. Were you a little nervous to, I, I guess, uh, how saturated is the direct area? Because I know Florida in general has a ton of kava bars. Are there other kava bars in, like, on the island in the direct area? Uh, there's a couple. Um, I don't know, like, the exact math, but I would say there's uh five to ten within like a five to ten mile radius um but it's it's really cool because you will see the same people at five different kava bars within the same day (laughs) it's it's the coolest thing (laughs) you know they'll have a meeting or they're doing construction out on sanibel and then they will get a drink and then they'll be in town later on for lunch and they'll stop at another kava bar and then later that night there's an event going on so uh it's southwest florida like fort myers area i believe there's like 30 kava bars ranging from like port charlotte to uh like naples marco area um which is all within like a two-hour drive distance um but it's great like it's it was very scary going in um, especially out towards Sanibel cause you know, everything is still down. Like they're just now reopening a couple of the, uh, good restaurants out there, like that have been around for years. Um, so Sanibel is kind of like a, a sore thumb in a way people are like, Oh, I don't really want to go to the beach. Cause a lot of the mangroves are down palm trees. So what's well, kind it's of rebuilding for sure. I was gonna say, it's kind of cool though. You're kind of part of the, the rebuild, man. So, I mean, that's that's what it takes when there's an area that's, you know, especially like what's happened in Ian, man, and um, you know that that was a that was pretty devastating hurricane yeah. last year. But to be part of like you know the businesses out there, kind of reviving it, you know, getting people back there, um, I think that's pretty cool, man. Um, I do want to touch on a little bit also. So 
you said you had your your one friend helping you build out the bar. Now, when it comes to like right now, as far as like operating the kava bar, like what does your staff look like? Like who's you know how many kava tenders you have? Um, you know, just what does that look like? Yeah, so right now I have three kava tenders, uh, and then myself. I'm also behind the bar slinging some drinks, but um, oh yeah, man. <laughs> so the the three people I have right now are really close to me. Um, they were part of the kava community. Uh, we built relationships outside of that. Uh, my one buddy Chet, he lives on Sanibel, and um, he's like my my right hand man. Like he's an amazing person, um, very trustworthy, hard worker. Like after the hurricane. Obviously, he lives on Sanibel, so his house was wiped. Um, so I had him living yeah. with me, and we just really created a bond. Uh, I was booking jobs, demo, and doing construction out on the island. Uh, we were volunteering for like three weeks, and I just really saw the type of person he was. So I was really lucky to bring him on and uh, just build, you know, go down that path with him. Yeah, it sounds like a good dude. Yeah, he's, he's really nice. So also, um, so that's your staff a little bit now. Can you speak a little bit to the the proc that you have? So, you know, is it strictly kava? Do you guys do kratom too? Do you also do any other botanicals? Uh, and then kind of like, what is like your, you know, your drink menu look like? Are you primarily traditional kava? Do you guys do mocktails? You want to dive into that a little bit? Yeah. So as of right now, uh, we're still trying to like add more products as we're going. Um, but we do sell Kratom and Kava and the way we brew Kava is traditional. Um, but we do do the mocktails, the mixed drinks, uh, very similar to any like coffee spot or Starbucks. You know, we have Kratom refreshers with like juices and syrups. Um, and then we don't sell any extracts. Um, I'm just, I've done a little bit of research. I don't like them personally for myself. Um, I don't like the way that they make me feel. So I don't think that I, I will be bringing, bringing them on in the future. I can respect that. Yeah, I can respect sure. that. Yeah. It's just, you know, I go to the East coast and they push extracts a lot. And, um, I was down there the other day and I told them like no extracts. Um, and I ended up, one of the servers gave me an extract drink and I'm driving. And I'm like, I do not like this. Like I know it's extract. So I think it's just a a scary thing um, for myself. This is, you know, my based opinion, but um, I just think that it's too strong for the receptors. And I think if, you know, it gets down to that point, then I think, you know, people should start kind of cutting back a little bit on the consumption. Well, I will say when it comes to Kratom, just because, you know, it's so controversial right now. Um, even though it's becoming more popular, I, I do think like what hurts Kratom, the name and kind of the industry it's trying to cultivate is the extracts, you know, Yeah, 100%. because all, all the cases of, you know, overdose or bad experiences, it doesn't necessarily come from the powder or the loose leaf tea. It always comes from the extracts, some crazy product at like a smoke shop or gas station. Um, it just gives like people sour taste in their mouth. Yeah. And there's just a very different, and that's what we try and express on the the podcast too, is there's a very different feeling. Like you said, you are going to feel very different from an extract versus, you know, like a loose leaf tea or same with kava, like a kava extract is going to make you feel different 
than just the ground, you know, the, the ground. Um, and I do, I feel like that's something that people don't understand and they will just go ham on the extracts and it is, it can be too much. So we, we definitely respect um, the idea of excluding the extracts uh, from your menu. Yeah, I mean, we do, we also like, we sell Mitra's. Um, I'm a referral sales rep through Mitra and like their extracts, it's, you know, I'll still drink Mitra 9, but it's such a low dose and I know, right. you know, yeah, it's a reputable rough. company. Um, but, you know, the tinctures are the thing that gets me because, like, let's say I had never had Kratom or Kava before and I went in, you know, to the East Coast and I asked, you know, no extract and I received it for my first drink and got really sick. That would kind of turn me away. Um, and it's just it's such an accessible thing on the you know bar where if you're busy one night and you're running around and someone doesn't know, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll try that extract and you don't have time to kind of educate the person, um, then I you know, would feel really sorry that it kind of burned the first time that they had it. Yeah, and I, um, I do. I think that's what happens is people, especially because, you know, the flavored, the, the shooters and the shots, they're made with the, the extracts. And so people, they want the, the yummy things that are going to taste, you know, fancy and yummy. And yeah, they, they have a really bad reaction. That, that tends to be a lot of people's first time. And then, like you said, they have a bad taste in their mouth, and now they equivocate, you know, all kava, all kratom with that experience, and that's that's unfortunate. Yeah, I run into that all the time. Um, even with friends, they're like, you know, we'll be talking about the bar, and they're like, oh, I, I can't drink kava and kratom. I'm like, you know, why is that? Oh, it made me very sick. And I'm like, well, you know, it all depends, and it's the sad thing, but it all depends on where you get it from. Because um, I've gotten really sick you know, from poor choice of where I'm receiving it from. And um, like you had mentioned, you know, smoke shops and gas stations. And it's just a, it's a sad thing that the market is kind of flooded with those types of products. Um, but it's, it's great to have places in Florida that, you know, are amazing to educate the people, great products. Um, but it's sad for the ones that kind of run into that scenario. Yeah, and, and I always, you know, obviously it comes down to like, you know, I think it's like a consumer responsibility, like every individual has that responsibility, but, you know, some people just don't take the time to, to research, but, you know, at the same time, like, you know, kava bars kind of are the front line, so like when it comes to like your, you know, kava tenders, they really are the ones out there educating, um, you know, really trying to help people out, you know, with like, hey, this is what you're putting in your body, but um, I I want to talk about your kava a little bit, man. So you said you guys uh, traditionally strain it all, do everything, which is which is great. Um, what kind of offerings of kava do you provide? Do you guys have like, you know, Tongan, Vanuatu, Fiji? Um, what's kind of your kava lineup look like? Yeah, so we have a Santa Cruz, Solomon. Um, oh, and yeah, man. man. That's, that's good. Go ahead. <laughs> I said that's my favorite. Yeah, that's, uh, a, yeah, that's a good culture really bar, good. man. Yeah. Um, I was never really big on kava until I opened this place. Uh, you know, I would always just drink Kratom. And then it got to the point when I started working behind the bar, I realized like my consumption on Kratom was getting a little too much, not realizing, you know, I'd get lunch, I'd have a drink, get thirsty, have a drink. Um, so I really dialed it back and, you know, I feel great. There's no like side effects that I have right now. And um, I've been drinking kava and, 
Solomon's always been my favorite. And if I ever run into friends, they're like, oh, let's do a Bula. It's always, you know, Solomon. Um, and then we also have Lolomen, uh, which is not a kava typically sold in Southwest Florida. So we're kind of bringing something new to a lot of the people down here. They're like, what is this? Never heard of it. Um, so that's a really good product that we also sell. What what kind of uh, effects does that cultivar have? Is that more of a like a socializing, it's, or is it more body relaxing? Yeah, it's kind of like a a mind and body in a way. So it's a little bit nice. more like mild than Solomon. It's kind of balanced. Um, but I've heard like a couple of the staff members they're like the Lullaman knocks me out. <laughs> like you know, they'll have like a double Puts before they go to sleep, and they're like, "Man, this is good." Man. Um, that's that's what I like. I like the heavy kavas, yeah. the ones that help you sleep. <laughs> yeah. So we're still like, even for myself, I think the Solomon is uh, a little bit stronger. But um, a lot of the customers that are coming in, they're like, no, this Lululemon, it's it. So it's it's great that they uh, ended up liking it. What, and it's what, smooth. Yeah, it's very smooth. What would you say your number one, like your best sellers are? Like, what do people tend to come in for more? Is it more kava or more kratom? Um, I would say it's more Kratom. Um, and I think the reason to that is a lot of people are kind of taken back by the taste of Kava. Um, and even for myself, like I don't, so we have drinks that you can add creamer to. Um, I try to stay away from, I use almond creamer, but I, the sugars in it, I try to just drink like anything with a little bit of lime juice, maybe agave. Um, and that's what a lot of people um, kind of in the healthy, like watching their sugar intake and they go to that. So it's, it's hard to do that with kava though. Right. It, it is. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's hard to adulter the taste and still yeah. keep it like the natural ground. It, it really is, man. Like, and that's what I've kind of found too. Like I, we, we typically just drink like traditional kava, but if we do go to kava bar, like, you know, I, I do like to try like, you know, like a mocktail and kind of see what's up, but it is really hard to mask the taste of kava as opposed to kratom. Um, so I, I definitely understand yeah, that. Yeah, and I think it's something that you get used to it. So you drink it long enough, you get used to the taste. You know, when I think of when we first started kava, oh my gosh, I would be like <laughs> dying. I'd be like, give me the fruit yeah. to chase it with. And like now I, yeah. I don't really have to chase it as much, but that takes time. And it is really, it's a really hard barrier for people to get consistent with it, to get to that point where they're like accustomed to it. So I definitely see how, you know, Kratom's just easier. It's, it's easier to, to get down. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's the biggest thing is, you know, everyone wants something that tastes good. Right. Um, and that's the hardest thing, but you know, you know, the people that drink black coffee when they come in and they're just like double Bula, no creamer. And you're yeah, like, that's, yeah, right. that's like, Charles. That's me, man. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I drink black coffee, but the kava was, it was hard. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, it just takes you back a little bit. You're like, man, what is this? this is... But, um, the benefits of kava are, you know, awesome. And I think, uh, there's a lot of health benefits to them. And even what you guys really say is, you know, with the fitness, um, whenever I work out, you know, I'll drink a bula after I've never tried doing it beforehand. Um, I know you guys have kind of said like a pre-workout if I'm no. no. So we, we have people ask if we do kava pre-workout and we live pretty like 
we, you know, strength training is our forte. So we're, we're lifting pretty heavy. Um, so we do Kratom before workout. Um, I'll, I'll tell people like if they want to do Kava pre-workout, I recommend it before like a walk or like a hike, Yeah. you know, or if they're doing like yoga, um, but Kava definitely like post-workout is where it's going to shine. You know, I think like a good, like a good, like white vein Kratom pre-workout can benefit a lot of people or even like a green, um, just to kind of provide some of that, you know, you know, euphoria. Then obviously with Kratom, like physical exertion becomes a little bit easier just cause you know, it, it does dull the pain receptors a little bit so you can push out some extra reps or, uh, what have you when you're exercising. But no, man, I, that's what, you know, we, we try to tell a lot of people, like if you're, if you're really trying to like up your recovery game, like Kava is, uh, it's huge, huge, huge benefit. Oh yeah. It's, it's great. I mean, even for myself, um, it was hard getting into the gym, you know, doing the whole build out and doing the construction and then working sure. the tons of hours once we open, but starting to get back into it. And like I'd mentioned, I'm not drinking Kratom. I'm just drinking Kava now just to see how I feel. And, um, there's no side effects or anything, but Kava, like with my joints and, uh, I have a messed up back from playing football. Like love Kava. It just, I can lay in bed, wake up without any like back pain. Yeah. Um, and it's just my recovery for the next day. I'm like, like, is this, in, it doesn't even feel real. Um, yeah, it's, it's, so a, it's a little hidden gem, man. Among like, I'm, and I try to get more like athletes and more people in the fitness about it. Um, yeah. And we, I don't know if you listened to the episode we did with Ohana Kava, but she actually created like a bomb, like a post-workout, um, like cream almost, you know, for like your muscles with kava in it. Yeah, she uses kava in that. Yeah, and, it, and we tried it, and it actually was awesome. So I do, I feel really? like it's, yeah, I feel like it's this hidden gem um, kava for just like the, the benefits, like you said, um, and how supportive it is, you know, for our bodies. So curious, Dalton, um, just because like, you know, most people who go to kava bars and stuff and, uh, you know, for listeners, listeners out there, like, who follow Kava bars, there's always like events going on. Like Kava bars are kind of known for like, you know, like it seems like every day there's like karaoke trivia, you know, what have you. you Yeah. So like, do you guys have any, like have, I know you've only been open for a month, man, but do you kind of have like plans for any specific events that you guys are going to do or, um, yeah. Um, so right now we have, uh, trivia nights, I call it quiz nights. Uh, it's kind of like changed up, bring in more different people demographically wise. Um, and then we do bingo. And then we had like a Halloween party with a couple of giveaways. Nice. Um, and then same thing with trivia and bingo. Uh, you know, they can win like a free tab, free drinks. So it, it really brings in like a fun social event to do. Um, and a lot of people like it. And then, two weeks ago we did like a free Friday. So everything was free. Um, just to show support to like the community. Cause they're the reason why, you know, I'm able to do this today. Damn. Wait. And so then, the, the whole Friday, everything was free. Did you, yeah. Did you have so like a limit? I mean, that's it awesome. Was insane. It was, um, I think I brewed like 30 gallons 
Um, wow, that's awesome. Damn, man. That is, yeah. That's a super cool way, though, to just, like, let your community know that, like you said, that you appreciate them, and also just to let people try it, um, because, you know, price, it, it is, it can be an expensive product, so that's really awesome. Um, are you happy you did that turn out well? Yeah, it, it turned out great. Um, you know, we brought some snacks in, and just the, I guess, the positive feedback from everyone really just made me feel like so excited about doing it and um i'll probably do it once a year going on into the future but um i wanted to show the support and then let people know that we were there and then also you know like you had mentioned the products um the cool thing was i think there was like three people that had came up to me that night i was running around with you know like my head was cut off but (laughs) there was a bunch of brewing that was going into it running back and forth to the stores ice um but those three people had mentioned, they're like, hey, man, you know, we only typically drink the seltzers. Um, we haven't had like a Kratom or Kava drink in forever because it was too much. It would hurt their stomach. Um, but that day they obviously did it because it was free. And they were like, you really changed it. Like we can now not have a seltzer. Like we can have just a typical traditional Kava. That's awesome. Um, so I was really proud of that. I did a lot of research in the way that we brew our products, um, you know, everything down to testing the pH levels in the water, um, doing a a really extensive filtration process on it. So there's no sediment in it. And that's what, you know, everyone Googles like, Oh, liver and kidneys. I'm like, well, it's because there's a lot of people out there that don't filter everything properly. Um, and it's too much sediment for your liver and kidneys. Dude, that's, um, that's good, man, that you did the research and that, you know, obviously you take pride in, you know, what you're serving. And that, that's crucial, man. As as Kava grows and the industry grows, like, that's really what's going to keep it. Um, thriving. Yeah, thriving, but it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to keep it from getting a negative uh, view on it from, you know, the, the regulatory agencies coming in. Um, so having a really quality product, having it really clean giving people a good experience when they go to the Kava bar. That's awesome, dude. And I love how you, you. you know, the, the free is, that's so smart from a marketing perspective. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing that people, you know, when you go into business, obviously you want to get business. You, you need to survive, you know, so you need to get that business. But a lot of it in the beginning is really just you know, giving it away and like letting people try it in order to pull them back, you know, to be that repeat customer. I mean, that can be really hard for people to, to like trust the process of let me just give this money away basically and, and hope that people will come back. But I think that is so crucial um, in the beginning of a business. So I think that was a great marketing move. Um, How do you feel like you have been open? Like, do you think the community has been open to you um, coming in? Oh, uh, most definitely. Um, you know, it was a lot of people that appreciated, uh, a younger Kava bar owner, um, and just really looking out for the customers. Cause you know, the Kava community people, it, it is the craziest thing I've ever witnessed. Um, they're always, you know, helping with the handout, like, Hey, do you need this? Do you need that? Um, I can help you paint. Like, there's a list of people, you know, that were always just wanting to help. And, um, that is, I would say a lot of Kava bars in the nation. Like it, everyone that I've been to, it's, Hey man, like, do you want 
me to bring you food for Christmas, like uh, Thanksgiving. And so it, it's just the, the amount of people that have such the kindness and biggest hearts. Um, and I'm, I'm blessed. I say this every day, like with the customers that the demographic that I've brought in, um, I couldn't have dreamed of a better regulars and just the, the people that appreciate us. Dude, that's awesome. And I, I like how you hit on the community because, uh, it is one thing with Kava and Kava bars is it's, it's, it's a little different, but it's really cool because everyone, I don't know. It's just, it's a family. It's, yeah, like it is. It's very uh, opening, but I always tell people it's, you know, like when you're drinking Kava and Kratom, you know, like you can't help but not to be a good, happy person. Right? Right? So, like, <laughs> yeah. And that's, you know? that's the best thing is, you know, you don't ever see anyone getting in arguments over Kava and Kratom. No. Like, you're right. It's, it's funny last year since I, am younger you know i still wanted to hang out with friends but i didn't like going to clubs or bars anymore so i started bouncing and um just the type of things that you would see you're like what are these people doing like yeah. they're all adults it's, it's yeah, like dude, it's bullshit, being man. sober in a bar you're just it blows your mind yeah. it's yeah, the craziest it, thing it really is like mind-blowing it's really just baffling like you said we are grown adults why are we acting like children <laughs> Uh, it's it it blew i lasted like a month i was like (laughs) not doing it for the money but i wanted to be around people my age and i was like oh you know this will be fun i'll meet new people and it ended very quickly it was just (laughs) i'm a really chill person without cover kratom and I was the worst bouncer ever. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, hey guys, like, let's have a good night. Like, you go that way, and it just never ended up in a good, good situation. So, well, man, Dalton, it sounds like the Kava Bar is where uh, you're supposed to be, man. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, as we wrap up, I would love for you to just let our audience know, um, you know, any sort of last words for them, and then let them know where you can, where they can find you, both, you know, in person, find the find the bar, and also, you know, on social media. Yeah, so we are Thirteen Girls Cava Lounge in Southwest Florida, in Fort Myers, outside of Sanibel. Uh, our Instagram is Thirteen Girls Cava Lounge, and if you you know, in the area, we're always doing promotions. Uh, you can come in, get a free bula. Um, and for the event nights, we're always posting, you know, little cool events on the weekends and promos and stuff like that. Cool, man. All right. Well, hey, Dalton, we appreciate you coming on and giving us your background, dude, telling us your story. And um, hats off to you, man. It sounds like you, you know, had this vision, you went through with it and, you know, congrats on the month in business, man. Yeah. We're excited to, to see, um, see the future for 13 barrels over the next year. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate you guys having me. Of course, man. I appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks.